0: Well, uh, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And quite an adventurous week with uh, sort of a pseudo-Pentagon Papers uh, story uh, ending the week. Uh, We've got an expose of the suburbia exurbia military intelligence complex that uh, normally might have dominated the week at this brouhaha over uh, Shirley Sherrod, which I think uh, was uh, a classic uh, media story. And I guess in the spirit of that, I am no—I will never be confused with Lewis Carroll. <laughs> but, uh, Twas brilli and the slithy toes did gyre and gimble in the wabe. Twas weaky leaky and the sneaky peaky did geeky sneaky, sneaky in the Neb. <laughs> Twas Nebby and the Sneaky Leaky did Geeky Seeky in the snore. We dedicate this show to Daniel Shore. The passing of Daniel Indeed. Shore, sort of a legend of uh, American journalism. And, uh, boy, this was this kind of week. There were a lot of big media stories. We had, uh, you know, the hurt. My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean <laughs> coming in to disrupt the... Uh, the BP situation, we have the financial reform bill, rather remarkable stuff all in one week.
1: Yeah, very much a Daniel Shore kind of week. Yeah. And of course, most listeners are uh, familiar with his voice as a semi-regular commentator on uh, National Public Radio. Uh, but of course, uh, he was uh, a big journalist uh, for decades. and um, In all mediums, that's what In all mediums, and I think is... If if he uh, wasn't the very last, he's one of the last surviving members of Nixon's official enemies list. Yeah. Daniel Shore, like Paul Newman, wore that uh, badge with
0: honor. Yeah, and of course it was wonderful on uh, Friday, uh, despite hearing the sad news, and he was 93 years old, um, died peacefully in his sleep. I guess that's the way to go, but it was great hearing the the story about Richard Nixon and Frank Zappa, where he... uh, (laughs) appeared at a Frank Zappa concert, and uh, I guess they had become friends somehow through uh, mutual acquaintances and probably uh, humor, uh, humor stories about Richard Nixon. But it was funny that at one point, yeah, he was on the enemy's list, and Richard Nixon decided to investigate Daniel Shore by seeking the FBI on him, and then... Um, Interviewing him, the FBI, they asked him to come in for an interview, and they told him, oh, Richard Nixon's thinking of hiring you, and we're just doing a background check. And Shore was kind of like puzzled by the whole thing. Oh, really? <laughs> and then Shore had a great reminiscence about this whole event that was humorous in that he said, yeah, I, I met Nixon maybe 25 years later at a, some sort of a conference about the Cold War, and Nixon met me out in the lobby and he said, "Oh, you're Daniel Shore. I nearly hired you." <laughs> and I was just like, uh, "Is you
1: know, his jaw always trying me. to put the good face on." Right. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you're my did. buddy, aren't you? <laughs> True to the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, just uh, just great stuff. And I think you know, I think maybe the first time I ever saw Daniel Shore on television was during the Watergate televised hearings. And I was kind of puzzled. I was a youngster. And I said, what's Everett Dirksen doing on TV talking about Watergate? (laughs) Because he bore a kind of a resemblance to Everett Dirksen. And I used to see Dirksen uh, on television news all the time. And, uh, of course, uh, Shore was, you know, an Edward R. Murrow Mm -hmm. boy from the old days, started out in newspaper journalism, became a freelancer and then was sort of hired by... uh, CBS uh, radio, and he did a lot of radio reporting uh, from uh, both Moscow and uh, Berlin, as I recall, and uh, then ended up on television and was forced to sort of resign over a leaked document that he had gotten from Congress Mm. regarding the CIA-FBI abuses during the uh, church committee era. So quite a journalist— And I I think a credit to uh, journalism overall in terms of uh, just style, temperament, approach. Um,
1: And uh, yeah, more than a touch of class. And uh, to go from class to uh, class less, and again, the kind of stories that uh, Daniel Shore found interesting, these sort of cosmetic changes and sort of False leads uh, and late breaking stories that are sort of dropped on you at the last minute at the end of the news week when the weekend shuts down. And you have to wonder the extent to which the decision to finally have Tony Hayward step down as the chief of BP, uh, a largely cosmetic change, uh, was driven by the troubling stories earlier in the week that uh, the president was going to have to ask the British Prime Minister, about the possible negotiations between BP and the release of the Lockerbie uh, suspect, al uh who's still alive, by the way, after uh, doctors believed he made pass in uh, three months. It's nine months later since his release. We'll never know.
0: Yeah, and, and at some point we'll have to... Do an update on that story because that's turned into, once again, a, in my opinion, a kind of a pseudo story. Right. With people.
1: Well, and of course, the the thing and the connection say, yeah. to uh, Libya, as we've always said, is something of a misleading uh, conclusion to draw from that story because of a lot of the evidence, in fact, points in other directions. Indeed. And uh,
0: of course, the, the fallback story that the Scottish government will. <laughs> The devolved Scottish government, as all the papers are, yeah, answering to. And add. it's interesting that in a week where um, Cameron uh, met with Obama, the British government announced unbelievable budget cuts that uh, are ironically uh, in the public sector that are ironically targeting Scotland and Wales more, much more so than the uh, jolly old English. Um, but yeah, once again. <laughs> it's the it's the there's an awful powerful smell of mendacity <laughs> somewhere in there you know and and uh, you you got to wonder about the thing the Scottish government is going to fall back on the uh excuse that they released Magrahi on grounds of compassion not uh right a secret deal uh behind the scenes all sorts of uh Damage control for BP, because uh, there's obviously rumors that the uh, rather uh, tin, uh, tin horned, uh, brain dead uh, CEO of BP is going to be forced to resign. Yeah, that's I'm the drawing a blank on his name. Tony neighbor. Hayward. Hayward, yeah. He's a very forgettable face, and he'll get a generous severance package.
1: No and doubt, he'll be allowed to. Uh, Get back to his life. Get back to his life, indeed, and stop answering. My phone keeps going off. What's the deal? But, of course, his
0: life uh, consists of yachting, croquet, (laughs) and
1: uh, crumpets. Well, (laughs) despite uh, his failure as a corporate face in America, uh, the future prospects of BP itself may yet hang on uh, business deals he concocted as long ago as 2007. Uh, because the announcement was made over the weekend that BP is set to begin deep water drilling off the coast of Libya within weeks. And this well uh, will be 200 meters deeper than the Mancano well in the Gulf of Mexico, which uh, we've all heard so much about. Uh, there was a $900 million exploration agreement signed between Libya and BP back in 2007, and uh, the company has since revealed that it lobbied the U.K. government that year over a prisoner transfer between Britain and Libya. But, oh, not that prisoner, apparently. Uh, this is from Guy Dinmore and Eleanor De Sabata's article from the uh, Weekend Financial Times. Uh, interestingly, just for a little parenthetical history here on this particular location, it's called the Gulf of Sirte, and it's right about in the center of the north of Libya there as it uh, butts up to the Mediterranean sea. Um, and this was pronounced uh, by Muammar Gaddafi in the 1980s as a line of death. That Mm -hmm. Libya possessed this entire Gulf, uh, regardless of uh, 200 mile uh, international waters, uh, boundary. And of course, Reagan wasn't going to stand for a (laughs) country asserting itself, uh, In 1986, uh, Reagan dispatched naval forces to challenge the Libyan leader's claim, sinking two Libyan naval vessels and killing more than 30 Libyans, no doubt in Libyan waters. But... uh More importantly, uh, the Mediterranean is incredibly vulnerable to uh, pollution. In fact, it is the most polluted of the oceans. It's really more like a lake in its structure. It takes 90 years for the waters to thoroughly circulate Mm -hmm. into and out of the Atlantic. And so there are a number of very serious concerns about uh, the potential for more bung pluggage uh, in the Mediterranean. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And how interesting, by the way, that the Wall Street Journal of all uh, news publications revealed that the grand total of deep water rigs that have been affected by the moratorium is two. In other words, <laughs> there's, there's all this screaming about all these jobs that are being lost. And uh, it's turned out that 31 of the 33 rigs that have been temporarily uh, halted pending the outcome of uh, court appeals and whatnot. Um, it's only two that have actually moved, so uh, the idea that we're losing jobs as a result of a temporary moratorium is silly, not really. <laughs> Uh Speaking of uh, oil companies and whatnot, I saw this item, uh, a classic example of uh, something that I was talking about last week regarding the environmental damage that uh, multinational corporations cause uh, relative to their uh, total profits was reported from the Netherlands that a Dutch court on Friday imposed the maximum fine of $1.28 million on the oil trading company Trafigura for illegally exporting highly toxic sludge that ended up dumped in the Ivory Coast. And that was eventually linked to the deaths of 16 people and thousands of illnesses. The court also found the company guilty of covering up the hazardous nature of the waste, including high levels of caustic soda, sulfur compounds, and hydrogen sulfide. Uh, When it first tried to unload it in Amsterdam, and after Trafigura balked at treatment costs, the sludge was pumped back on board a ship, the Probo Koala, which left it with the load. Trafigura denied wrongdoing but paid $200 million to the Ivory Coast for a cleanup and $50 million to nearly 30,000 victims and their families. Another criminal lawsuit is being held in The Hague. This is from Marlise Simons, dated the, uh, courtesy of the New York Times, dated the 24th of uh, July,
1: 2010.
0: Unbelievable stuff. But not surprising.
1: No, nor is it surprising that there have been another couple of uh, substantial uh, in size oil spills. Uh, there's been one in the Red Sea. It's washing into Egypt. <clears throat> and there's been one in China. A massive one. Massive one in China. Their biggest ever. Um, and it began just last Friday evening when two pipelines exploded as high sulfur crude was being unloaded from a Libyan tanker. Um the cleanup is uh, being done uh, partly by hand. Uh, that is fishermen using their hands and buckets to scoop up the oil. Uh, so <laughs> what can you say? When do people, you know, when you, after you get punched in the face and punched in the face, after a while you start to go, wow, it's really a dragon punched in the face. Maybe I should figure out something else.
0: Yeah. And, uh, maybe, maybe they should figure out something else. Um, a couple of recent items from the uh, Harper's Index, chances that a U.S. public school cafeteria does not serve either fresh fruit or raw vegetables, two in five. Uh, but a more interesting one from, I think, the May uh, edition, number of reported U.S. drone attacks in Pakistan since the Obama inauguration, 78, number during George W. Bush's entire presidency, 45. And, of course, this is one of the uh, features of the leaked documents on Wicca, what's it called, w- uh, Wicca Leaks. That's my uh, homage to uh, Lewis Carroll
1: regarding portmanteau type words, <laughs> wiki leaky.
0: <laughs> I guess wiki licky.
1: Weaky Leaky sounds like uh, maybe one of Tinky Winky's dancing friends or yeah, something. It's probably, it's, probably, it's
0: probably Jerry Falwell's secret friend.
1: That's right. That's his
0: Facebook name. He lives up in the attic. I visit him at night when my wife goes to sleep. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll have to find that clipping. That is one of the all time classics. Jerry Falwell declares, Tinky Winky, <laughs> a cartoon character on Nickelodeon is gay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the drone attacks is one of the interesting uh, examples of this unvarnished uh, document leak involving, uh, what is it, 90, 92,000 leaked documents. I actually saw the uh, original arrest of this army um, lieutenant or whatever, I think he was actually lower than that. I think he might have been a first-class sergeant. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, this guy was actually arrested, and I think that the, the arrest of him is connected to why these uh, documents were uh, leaked, uh, obviously deliberately, to uh, major publications like the Guardian, Der Spiegel, and the New York Times. Uh, this is not the, the, the Pentagon Papers, by the way. This is not... I don't think there's... M- Any secrecy here? The Obama administration obviously gets a brain damage award for posturing the way they have to. They have to fall back on the "we can't stand for leaks." But uh, given the fact that I've spent the last three weeks uh, reading extensively about the Alger Hiss case and the leaking capabilities of Tricky Dick and J. Edgar Hoover. Never uh, be left with the impression that it's only the quote left wing that's engaged in leaking. It was interesting to hear uh, on Talk of the Nation today on NPR Daniel Ellsberg uh, make a brief appearance regarding his role in the Pentagon (coughs) Papers. And the Pentagon Papers were were very different. Uh, These were commissioned by McNamara in the in the uh, towards the end of his. tenure as defense secretary as he became more and more disenchanted with the Vietnam War. And he actually sought a objective analysis of how the heck did we get into this thing? And it was basically a historical analysis uh, why Richard Nixon, of course, created the plumbers, which turned out to be uh, mainly ex-CIA people, to plug leaks in the White House Mm -hmm. And, of course, Nixon uh, phone-tapped a variety of uh, White House officials and journalists, apparently, um, in an effort to find the leaks and the leakers. And he was, of course, obsessed about this, and it eventually led to other hanky-panky, to use a word that Richard Nixon used on the Watergate tapes, involving uh, break-ins of Daniel Ellsberg's psychiatrist and the infamous E. Howard Hunt with fake wigs and fake limps and all sorts of other strange disguises to maneuver about the uh, U.S. of A. uh, in uh, honor of Richard Nixon. And, of course, Nixon was fully aware of what was going on, much to his protestations.
1: Um, Well, I think that another interesting uh, point to make relating these leaks to the uh, Pentagon Papers is that, as you say, uh, most of that information was totally unknown in yeah. the Pentagon Papers to the American public. Exactly, and it was something that maybe you know academics specializing in Southeast Asian history would have had access to or interest in, uh, but but nobody else would have. Uh, however, what this recent leak seems to suggest is basically. Uh, confirming what we've already heard, what we already know to be true, but demonstrating the extent to which these problems are endemic of this entire enterprise. So no new information, just lots of information supporting what we have already seen to be true. Confirmation of
0: of what we know and what has been reported. I think that uh, the New York Times, of course, comes into criticism often from uh, people on the far left for uh, good Reasons and bad, but I think one of the strengths of their newspaper in uh, the last decade has been, I think, very uh, comprehensive and thorough reporting from Pakistan and uh, Afghanistan regarding these inherent problems mm-hmm. that we're having in this uh, um, so-called war on terror. And I think that this these leaks actually uh, undermine uh, the Bush administration's uh, war in. Afghanistan, demonstrating conclusively once again that uh, the story was being spun publicly while the situation was deteriorating on the ground, and they knew it, and they simply uh, pretended it wasn't happening. Um, and the, the whole false uh, detour into Iraq. Yeah, the false detour, <laughs> the, the wasted resources. Uh, needless to say, it's quite clear that the Obama administration— is sort of in the middle of things, to borrow a famous uh, John Milton term regarding paradise lost. (laughs) Uh, Yes, uh, America has lost its paradise thanks to its uh, enthusiasm for war-making in faraway places against indigenous people whose culture, language, religion, and politics we simply don't understand. Um, It's bizarre that in the week of the uh, leaked... uh, releases, uh, the culmination of this week, that we had this massive three-part series uh, that appeared in the Washington Post, uh, courtesy of Bill Arkin and Dana Priest, who, by the way, won a Pulitzer for exposing uh, shenanigans of the Bush administration regarding uh, torture, um, that they would have a sort of blockbuster story about the incredible growth of the intelligence industrial complex surrounding Washington and the massive privatization of this intelligence that uh, seems to be um, not very intelligent, (laughs) but of course it's massive quantities of taxpayer money. Fascinating to see a a group of House Republicans, uh, 28 uh, members of the House Republican Caucus, uh, led by Michelle Bachman, have decided to create the house tea party caucus <laughs> and uh one of the um inaugural members turns out to be pete hoekstra of uh, mm. michigan uh ranking member of the house intelligence committee who's running for governor uh i think this is an obvious uh blatant attempt on his part to uh to regain some momentum in the Republican gubernatorial race here in Michigan, which is upcoming. Uh, some other prominent names include Dan Burton and Mike Pence of Indiana. Dan Burton was the one that turned out to have a clown on the payroll, <laughs> if you will remember. <laughs> Mike Pat, uh, Mr. Pence, has uh, sc- screamed on television. He's part of the House leadership. But I'm going to give him a brain damage award. He has been screaming on television about the deficit, but then last week he made a stand about retaining the Bush uh, estate tax that only applies this year. This has turned into a big story suddenly mm. because of the recent passing of George Steinbrenner. turns out his estate is worth something like half a billion dollars and uh, doesn't have to pay any taxes. Some other uh, interesting names on the list, Tom uh, Todd Teahart, who I believe is running for the Senate uh, in uh, Kansas, Michelle Bachman, not to be confused of Bachman-Turner Overdrive, but the Herodin that appears on television all the time with uh, vicious uh, rhetoric and uh, is really a scary person. Um, Joe Burton of Ula fame. (laughs) And uh, I guess we'll close out with... It's a regular cast of characters. Walter Jones... um, who, who interestingly recently is part—and I, I mentioned, I'll conclude with Walter Jones, because he recently joined Barney Frank and Ron Paul in questioning the America's uh, Roman Empire militarily around the world and why do we have troops uh, in all these places uh, spending all this taxpayer money. So uh, keep, uh, keep your eyes posted on the— uh, House Tea Party Caucus and how, uh, how they do in their upcoming elections and uh, what they say on television, because uh, some of these guys are blowhards of the First Order.
1: Well, speaking of uh, blowhards of the First Order, uh, Mitt Romney, of course, uh, has weighed in on uh, a recent announcement, rather bizarre, uh, Obama has proposed spending $80 billion on modernizing the nuclear arsenal, which apparently, in the fine details, means not crafting any new weapons, but uh, maintaining with greater reliability our different types of weapons and to increase security. Uh, this obviously seems like a pandering to the Republican votes that he's going to need for other legislation. Um, and so forth, but it is troubling that uh, those maneuvers have to be made. And Mitt Romney, by the way, featured most prominently in the uh, recently uh, completed art fair here in town. The uh, nonprofit booths, all the local political, uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. political groups, uh, various cultural things. And I always like to walk by and look at which uh, kind of buttons that the. Uh, political parties have on offer and sometimes occasionally pick up a Nixon button if it uh, tickles my fancy. <laughs> Nixon, of course, being, uh, uh, of course, uh, kind of like my favorite uh, comic book supervillain. And uh, they didn't have any Nixon buttons this year, sadly, but I commented, gee, I don't see any George W. Bush buttons, but lots of Mitt Romney buttons. Mm-hmm. So the, mm-hmm. I think uh, at this point, he's the man. Well, the John this, Birch you know... Society isn't alive and well. <laughs> he... He he won the Michigan
0: primary, as I recall. I mean, he's got some roots here. Yeah. Um, what I find interesting about the leading contenders for the Republican nomination, uh, presumably the, these are the contenders, Sarah Palin, uh, Newt Gingrich, Mike Huckabee, Mitt Romney, and uh, I guess the, my dark horse be watch out for Jeb. <laughs> 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 I think he's... Uh, Organizing a rear guard action, as they say in military strategy. It's <laughs> rounding up the cavalry from, from the rear and uh, may make a uh, charge to the front. America you... needs a
1: third bush. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've. Head oh, for the mountains. That would make the, uh, the troika uh, complete. Um, so, the, But the one thing about Mitt Romney that's, that's b- bizarre and interesting is that amongst the Republicans, he's the one that does the worst in these uh, sort of pre-election polls. Mm. And he's identical in terms of nationwide disapproval uh, along with Palin and Newt. Palin is by far the most popular of the Republicans at the moment within her own party, whereas Romney falls way off. And I don't know whether this is because— of his flip-flopping or his role as uh, governor of Massachusetts, where it mm. turns out he did raise taxes and to balance the budget and did um, um, implement the state health care program in Massachusetts. It's a little unclear. Socialism. Socialism. So he's, he's got some... He's got From some, the Republican perspective, yeah. some troubles. He's got some problems within the Republican Party, but... At the same time, I understand Mitt Romney. I understand who he is and what he represents. Newt Gingrich is just a blatant opportunist, and I don't see how he is going to get traction. He would say anything to anybody to get a position. And he's wrong about 90 percent of the time. And, you know, for the leading Republican to be a retired or resigned governor of Alaska who— can't cite anything she's ever read on national television in an interview, and then turns out to have had crib notes written on her hand in addressing a Tea Party convention in Nashville that, by the way, had a grand total of 1,000 people at it. Uh, This gives you an idea of how disproportionate the uh, media coverage of uh, these kinds of Mm -hmm. events are. Gee, Ralph Nader had 1,400 people in Ann Arbor when he came to the Michigan Theater, maybe 1,200, but... Same size of uh, audience. Another uh, problem with uh, the the nuclear uh, uh, situation here in the United States, we often hear that uh, nuclear power is our salvation, our our way out of global warming, uh, our way to reducing our dependence on foreign oil, all sorts of things. Uh, But uh, recently, uh, over the past year, there were uh, massive leaks in the Vermont Yankee nuclear power plant. And uh, reporting here from February 5th, it says uh, levels of radioactive tritium measured in new monitoring wells around the Vermont Yankee nuclear plant have jumped tenfold to uh, 774,822 picocuries per liter. Since Monday, uh, according to a plant spokesman on Thursday, this is nearly 40 times higher than the standard for drinking water, although the new sample came from a monitoring well, not a drinking water well. No drinking water samples have been shown to be contaminated. So uh, I mention that uh, because apparently there are about to be some um, hearings around the, the uh, Midwest And other areas about this new procedure called fracting, where the uh, natural gas slash oil companies pump an unknown fluid deep down into uh, the uh, earth to uh, basically...